You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. All right, so we have two guests in studio today. We're very privileged to have both of them, as we always are. We're so privileged when people take the time out to join us and, yeah, help us to tackle these quite difficult topics. Difficult, but fun at the same time. So we have Shingirai Sabeta in the building. Say what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> he is a rapper who's a Christian or a Christian who's a rapper? Which one are we a Christian who's a rapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we have one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then we also have Tanate, also that's Tana. She, actually I'll let her introduce herself, but she's like the founder of 25 main brands <laughs> and all these cool things that she does. So I'll let Tana tell us about herself first and then she Okay, hi. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. My name is Tanate Gambora. I am a Zimbabwean poet um, and a writer. I am the founder, like T-Max said, of the 25 main movement, which is basically... Um, an African cultural renaissance movement that basically aims at getting people to start looking at their Africa more deliberately. Um, so yeah, that's what it is in a nutshell. Okay, so I'm Shingirai Sabeta. Um, people might know me from back in the days as Mao Mao, I'm a hip-hop artist. Um, yeah, I've been basically involved on the music and entertainment scene um, since the 90s. And um, yeah, I'm still at it. That's great. So thank you guys for joining us. Biscuit, you're awfully quiet. <laughs> it's because for the last two weeks, oh, you've been by I've yourself. been talking. <laughs> I've been, that is why you guys Biscuit's tire is No, Biscuit's not meant to be the only wheel on the car. <laughs> but anyway, it's okay. I was happy to do it. I, I learned a lot. Thank had you. tons of fun. Thank you for holding. Hey, you're welcome. You're Last welcome. two weeks, East is like he was waiting for this. Thank you. We acknowledge <laughs> your service to this podcast. Thank you. It's all good now, but but I'm here. I'm here. Uh, we should be getting the Cookie Master back soon. So uh, Actually, I'm not sure. I feel like um, he's not coming back. Yeah, maybe he can do some interviews from where he's at. I'm, I'm hoping he does something like that. But uh, we're gonna have fun. Yes. Anyway. Yes. We've got a really interesting uh, topic mm-hmm. today. Yeah, so it's no secret that everyone in this room is African. <laughs> yes. But um, I think we, we've kind of, I think Africans in general are rediscovering what it means to be African or to identify as African. And that also applies to Africans who are not on the continent of Africa. There's African, although I'm sketch about the Africanness. African Americans and you know Africans all over the place who are trying to rediscover their identity. So, and then at the same time, those ones who are in Africa are looking back at their history and blaming colonialism for a lot of the woes that we find ourselves in today. And some are very grateful for colonialism, on the other hand, because it brought us things like Christianity. Some would say. So yeah, we're just going to talk about that today, and. Shingi, maybe I'll just pose a question to you. Mm. Do you think that um, colonialism, in terms of it bringing, so to speak, Christianity to Africa, mm. do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Or does how Christianity came, doesn't really matter, just as long as it came? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty pretty um, deep, um, deep, I think, question. Um, 
at the end of the day, I think if I if I had to 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 put my money on something, I'd say, look, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day how it got to us. Um, we have to look at how it got to us, but um, I think there's a lot more detail in that. And I think um, you know we don't want to throw away the the what, what's the expression the, the baby the with, the, with the with the bathwater. Um, so you know, in many ways, it happened the way it did. Um, but I think uh, you know I'd like to look at the positive that came out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what my my approach would be. Yeah. yeah. So you do feel that you know we should be grateful for the missionaries and. And not David Livingstone <laughs> and all those other guys. Okay, because, you know, the thing is, yeah, Christianity, I think, in Africa, as, as happened in, in the rest of the New World, as they called it, you know, people coming from Europe, uh, I think it was always tied up with, with colonialism. Um, and so it's an emotional topic, and I think people need to be able to separate um, what was going on. Um, you know, certainly there were people that were empire builders, you know, mm. like Rhodes was very unlikely that he was a Christian. In fact, yeah. I think he wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the same time, missionaries might have come in actually before him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, as long as they had their purpose in their hearts to preach the gospel, then that's a good thing. And yeah. they were doing what they've been called to do, which is what we are called to do now mm-hmm. as Christians. So I don't have a problem with that. Um, so I think we need to be able to separate, you know, what, missionaries might have been doing and what colonialists or empire builders or whatever were doing you know um it's it's not necessarily the same thing and i think we need to be able to separate the two yeah 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 it's just i guess the two were happening at the same time so it's very difficult for us to to fully accept the good and there's also some negatives to it for example uh, a missionary would have come here and been like ah these people have like five wives for every one guy. That's not how it's supposed to be. You also have one man, one woman. Yeah. So then one would say that now they were trying to mix their Christianity and making our culture right. look bad when we were fine with our five wives. Right. So Tana, what would you say to that whole thing of Christ, um, missionaries coming and then also blending their wanting to preach us the gospel with removing certain aspects of our culture? Um, definitely, like you've already said, it's difficult to separate the two events mm-hmm. because one might say um, the efforts of the missionaries were to bring about Christianity and spread what they believed was um, a good, right? Christianity yeah. is a good thing. It's what people need. It's people's moral guidance. But then to another person, it could have been a, a hidden agenda. It could have, to many Zimbabweans and many non-religious Africans, Christianity was used as a tool for colonialism, you know, to colonize. It was a it was a power thing. Mm. And why it was so easy and why it was so effective for um, the missionaries um, and the colonialists to complete their mission was because of um, money comes into it. Because now what was happening is um, Africans saw that there were people who had this idea about um, a God that's worshipped in a different way. Mm -hmm. And these are the same people that have guns. These are the same people that have money. Surely their religion has to be right as well because they're Mm -hmm. doing a lot of things right. Mm -hmm. And so it's difficult to separate. And so, yeah, it's it's, it's it's an interesting (laughs) thing. um, It's interesting. You you have to hear what the the different sides say. You have to hear what yeah. a Christian says and what um, an African traditionalist says. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't know. My thoughts as I'm listening to all of this is that um, there, there is a difference even between Christianity and religion. Because mm. it's not just Christianity in which this happened. 
Lots of religions oh, have been like used Buddhism. to Buddhism yeah. was used the, for the same the purposes. Islam. Islam. All of Islam yeah. used mm. for the exact same thing. Someone, mm. the the faith itself may have been fine. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, you know what? This yep. is a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. and a perfect tool mm. to use to further my agenda and for me to feel good yeah. about mm. what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. So I, I would... I know we're talking from a very Christian context, but I would also like to just put it mm. out there that this True. is not unique to Christianity yeah. per se. Mm. Yeah. And Absolutely. so I, I would be concerned if we uh, mixed, <laughs> made Christianity <laughs> evil for the yeah. sake of what it was used for by some, yeah. or yeah, by a large number, let's even say a large number. Yeah. Of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, we have to be objective when we come to this issue because let's say um, the colonialists were Islam, for example, would have been the exact same argument. It's not something that's specific to Christians. It's not it, well, it's not a Christian thing to do that it was a tool used for um, colonialism. It could have happened with any other religion. It's just the circumstance in which it happened. Yeah. And I think, I don't know... <sighs> This this doesn't only apply to religion only. I know I'm going off track, but also like the same with education. Mm-hmm. How now pretty much the whole world is essentially anglicized or mm-hmm. the better English you speak, yeah. <laughs> your chances of succeeding are apparently better. Yeah. And that's something we say, you know, thanks colonialists for giving us this cool new language. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, if you really think about it, we have Shona, but it's written with English letters. We don't yeah. have that yeah. before. Like, I yeah. don't know what we used to write exactly, but... Yeah. So much well, of our you know own what? culture has been infu- infiltrated, so to speak, by mm. the colonialism. Yeah. It's, it's true. We've actually got many... We've got African alphabets. They exist. There's an, a fantastic book by uh, Saki Mufundikani. It's a Zim, Zim guy. And he's, it's called African Alphabet. So mm. he went around actually finding mm. the alphabets of the languages that we authentically had. But mm. you're very right. The education system... Mm rather deliberately squashed and removed any notion of those to the point where many of us think we never even had one Mm. or we were never smart, quote unquote, Mm. enough to make an alphabet Mm. of our own. Yet Mm -hmm. there's plenty. There's Mm. there's great stuff that's Mm. out there. Yeah. Yeah. So in, say, a Zimbabwean's journey of separating the evils of colonialism in terms of religion and the good, would it serve one to go back to your roots and be like, okay, what did my ancestors actually do in terms of worship before these people came along? And what was so wrong with it? Like, why did we have to change Mm. and adopt this white Jesus? (laughs) Apparently white Jesus. (laughs) Uh, uh. And like, make him our God. Because again, like Tano was saying, it could have been a tool that they were using at the time. Could uh, their God has to be white because they need to know that we are superior to them. So obviously the God would have to be the same color as us. You can't have a God who's the same color as them. It wouldn't make sense. So would it serve one to actually go back to your roots and be like, but Mario was there before they came. Why can't I just worship him without all this other stuff in between? (laughs) I saw Tana nodding her head, so I'll let you answer (laughs) that one first. Um, Yes, I think definitely you need to make... A religious choice for yourself. So, yes, most of us are born into Christianity, but staying has to be a choice. Staying mm. has to be because, like from a Zimbabwean perspective, you need to then see what were we doing before? 
what was the concept what was the spiritual concept we had before and then you put the two together and you see which one makes sense to you mm. and if it's Christianity that speaks to you then be a Christian and you've done that out of choice you haven't done that you know arbitrarily you haven't done that because you were born into it you've done that because to you that's what makes sense and if it's um, the same for on the on the reverse side for African traditional then 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 do that but you can't make that decision without knowing what African traditional religion was what it encompassed what um, the idea behind it was mm. you know yeah so so you know my take on all of this is that you know uh, and these are questions I've also wrestled with uh, you know most of us we inherit our belief system mm. you know we inherit like you said Christianity you know if I'd been born in in Morocco I probably would be Muslim because yeah. you know I was born into it yeah. and at some point in your adult life you come to a point where you have to make a choice for yourself and I think anybody who's a self sort of thinking person would would pursue that um, and say you know question what I believe and then after that decide where they want to be um, so at this point in time I, <laughs> You know, I think, yeah, you do your analysis and I think, yeah, whatever works for you uh, works, works, um, you know, that's that's what you follow. Um, I, I guess that's the only way to, to answer it. Um, my only question is if you if you if you decide, you know what, I, I, I don't I want to put Christianity aside or whatever, or I want to go back to this traditional belief. One of the questions I'd ask you is, well, how far back are we talking here now? <laughs> you know, are you going back to the 1800s? Are you going back to the 1600s? Because mm. history is history, yeah. you know. Uh, and another thing we need to keep in mind is the culture is dynamic. Mm. Yeah. Culture changes. What we think is our culture, mm. you know, when I say Kuruwa we're doing, it's probably a bit different to what when I say Kuruwa we're doing and then mm. beyond that, when I say Kuruwa, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it becomes a, a rabbit hole. Like, at what point do you stop? Mm. I guess you can always decide to stop somewhere. But I get concerned because you, you keep searching and searching and searching. And in many ways... Um, I know I'm older than you are. I've, mm. I've gone through that process and I've searched and searched and searched and searched. Um, and for me, I ended up finding my truth in Christ, um, mm. you know, and because I've done that, I've done that due diligence, mm. um, you know, because I saw that I'm chasing, I don't know, to me, shadows. That's yeah. what I was doing. Um, so I'm just sharing my experience, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I would say that... Um I think that that's largely caused by the lack of doc documentation that comes with African culture and African religion. But that also brings us to the question, when we're saying that there's a there's a new wave of new age Africans that are trying to reconnect with themselves and reconnect with African culture, what is African culture? Yeah. What is the culture they're trying to pursue? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I, I'm, I would say I'm a pretty contemporary African and I don't think that to be African... I have to follow what they did in 1800s in Africa. Yeah. I don't believe that what that's what it means to identify as an African and this mm. is the same for any culture and any any race in the world. You mm. don't yeah. have to do mm. what they did. They did. Yeah. Ages ago to right. identify as that person. So we need to ask what 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 are we saying it is to be African? Mm. That's a really good question. I'm very much very much interested in African culture and yeah. all things belief and identity and all of that. It's mm. a big aspect of my day-to-day -day work. And one thing I've come across a lot is the um, confusion that there seems to be mm. between tradition, culture, and identity. Mm. We somehow mix what those things are. Yeah. You're right. People are trying to tune in to African culture. Mm -hmm. And the problem that arises is 
that word culture. Mm. So I just wanted to pull up the dictionary definition of culture. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> arts, customs, lifestyles, background, and habits that characterize a particular society or nation. The beliefs, values, behavior, and material objects that constitute a people's way of life. Right. Mm-hmm. It is not in any way about the past. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the past. The okay. culture is how you are behaving today. It is informed by the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. maybe by the future. Right. But like the culture in your house is the culture in your house yeah. formed by the people today. Mm. 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 It's yeah. it's not about the people fifty years ago. Right. Tradition is a way things were done before, before. that you use today. Now there's a new problem with that. It may or may not be applicable to today. Mm. But it's from the past. Right. And then your identity. Now, I think that is the real issue. Right. When we come to Christianity and Africanism and everything, your identity is the eternal thing. It's the mm. lifelong thing. It's, it's the, it transcends your culture and your, your yes. traditions because mm. those are informed by your identity, your understanding or lack thereof <laughs> of that identity. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there. Sound real smart for a second. And <laughs> yeah, you... Yeah, absolutely. Professor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, T-Mac, <laughs> yeah, like over to you. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think if someone were to look at Africa today and try and figure out what our culture is today, I think eh, they'd rather keep their own... <laughs> Because we're not popular for the best things, guys, if we're going to be honest. Right now, corruption is part of our culture. Ignorance is part of our culture. But then again, that's part of almost every, um, you know, inefficiency is part of our culture. Mm. Being late is part of our culture. So it's like, okay, what what am I really trying to Mm. connect with that can bring value to me? Yeah. It it would be confusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've just been reading a blog that um, ties in with what Biscuit has been saying about... um, culture being where you are in that moment. Um, can I just read it? It's really yeah, sure. short. There's this post, the, um, the latest one is called Culture. So the blog is called Memoirs of a Post-Colonial Era. Okay, so this is it. What is it to be African, to wear loincloths, to born meaningless traditions through centuries, all in the name of preserving culture? Before race, religion, gender or tribe, we are human. The very essence of who we are is to evolve, to learn, and to be better than what we were before. But how do people grow if they are blindly grappling onto their failing cultural practices? If the point of humanity is to grow from a previous state of being, how then can we blame Africa for remaining stagnant through the years when many of us, are, when many of us still believe that the only way for us to move forward is by going back? Colonialization left a societal vacuum. It became evident that our once strong cultures could no longer keep up with the people that we had become. And so a confused set of ideals grew to fill the void. The idea that one must be either strictly Western or African and nothing in between. And being African was being the African that remained untainted by foreign influence. Mm. That Mm. ideology would have worked if our way of life had not completely shifted from what it had been before. The patriarch who flourished in the days of hunting for virility no longer existed in the Africa that the colonialists gave birth to. His role in the home and in the society had been leveled down. This patriarch had to learn that he is equal to a woman. He had to learn that aggressiveness and physical strength no longer equal to prosperity. 
But how can he learn if his people are still holding onto the flimsy strings of their past? There is an, an unspoken fear that once we let go of our culture, we will lose ourselves. We will cease to be a people of Africa and instead become a people of nothing. The colonial master would have won. But is that truly the case? Take wearing waist beads as an example, agonizing for a woman to wear and humiliating for her to remove. Their purpose is solely to mold a woman, a woman's body, so as to please the man. Their whole meaning is a direct manifestation of the unjust patriarchy that exists in our culture. However, a 21st century woman who is trying desperately to assert her equality to a man will refuse to remove these beads again in the name of preserving culture. But is it your culture or the culture of your forefathers when they did not know better? Mm. Is it the culture that they adopted as it was the only life they knew how to live? But now you know better and the times have changed. Change with them. How can one justify culture even if its existence completely obliterates the progression that your Africa is meant to have? Culture may well be one of the many reasons that post-colonials tend to have identity crises. One becomes torn between who they want to be and who society has forced them to be. It is what says, you cannot do this because you are not white, or you are African, so you must do this. <laughs> it is what, what will blindly dictate your future until you begin to lose your bearings. Being born of Africa and being of African descent makes you African enough. Letting go of traditions that are detrimental to the progression of society does not make you any less African than your forefathers. It is not some terrible taboo. It simply means that you have grown and learned from those that came before you. Anything that is not growing is dying. Remember that. African Renaissance lies in a cultural revolution, but this does not mean unearthing the past to try and fit together fragmented histories. It simply means defining your own way of life by the way that you actually want to. Make it distinctly yours. Because if one truly believes that the key to our freedom lies in the ghosts of yesterday, then we might as well unlearn all things that we know today. Disallow society from forcing you to a certain way because you are African. There is no such thing as a generic African. Out of 54 countries, 1 billion people and millions of other tribes, it would be a gross representation of the peoples on, of our continent to label them all under the same stern term. Africa is my home, not my tradition. So yeah, I just thought it was an interesting view on what culture is and what... Mm. The identity people are trying to grapple onto is they, they definitely need to redefine it and decide for themselves. Yeah, it's true because I think we focused a bit too much on the aesthetic side. Yeah, I say because like, for example, the African Americans who are in Africa, the ones who are trying to identify with oh. <laughs> Africanness, you know, they'll go back to natural hair or they'll mm. start wearing like magimens. And you're like, <laughs> we don't even wear that. Yeah, here. that's <laughs> not what it means what to be African. <laughs> Yeah, this, this, this is, yeah, I really like that. Yeah. But I appreciate it, though. Um, dealing with one or two African-Americans, myself, professionally and otherwise, mm -hmm. um, I understand why they want to do that oh, so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. And I respect <laughs> yeah, it. It's yeah. because we've been stripped of part of our identity they'd be like double stripped yeah, shall yeah. we say yeah, <laughs> yeah. worse so they yeah so so they really they put in a lot more effort yeah, yeah put an effort yeah. and double up on it yeah. and go to the extreme because yeah. anything is better than where they are mm -hmm. I, I guess that's the perspective that they got mm -hmm. but they are in a way trying to go back to 
an ancient version that just may not suit what we are today. <laughs> and they are also doing the whole baby with the bathwater. They're now yeah. kind of throwing everything out. Mm. Yeah, and then they and also make us look a bit stupid. Eh? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to be African and yeah. not wearing any shoes. It's creating confusion because yeah. Yeah. the young Africans in Africa then yeah. start wondering, am I African? Exactly, now? yeah. 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 I, got my shoes yeah. On. yeah. I do like Nike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know? Wait, you, you know, you're not. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's that. And then add to that the layer of um, of, of faith and belief mm. which is largely marketed in a western. well in a western way mm-hmm. mm. uh, I've noted this in my own church where <laughs> sometimes um, you get the whole uh, we need to stop doing A, B, C, D and occasionally I've sat and looked and said no the things you're targeting are kind of uniquely Zimbabwean things mm. like things to do with my culture mm-hmm. or tradition you're, yeah. you're targeting those things but you're ignoring that the western perspective you're coming from has its own cultural things the mm. bible was done by by Jews and Greeks and stuff it mm. even had nothing to do with you yeah. Mm. Yeah. but you've imposed your western thing and now you're, you've decided that's right and now you're imposing that on me yeah. mm-hmm. and I think it's diluting the core of the original message, which was this faith and belief was for men of all nations yeah. across the world. Yeah. It had nothing to yeah. do with yeah. with most of what we tie it with today. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing to note that even in the Bible, um, when Paul goes and he's, you know, um, trying to, I wanted to use a big word, but then I forgot, man. I mean, what, what, what do you need? Proselytizing. Proselytizing. Yeah, I know like what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That word. Anyway, evangelize <laughs> <laughs> to people. He would be like, he wouldn't then force the Greeks to get circumcised. Because yeah. he's mm-hmm. like, he yeah. recognized that this is part of yeah. me mm-hmm. and my culture and what I deem as important. Yeah. But for them to be saved, they don't need to change all of that. You can stay as yes mm-hmm. sort of thing so maybe we should also sort of adopt that when we look at some of the things the colonialists then removed maybe some of it was harmless maybe some of it was mm-hmm. in direct contradiction of some very core principles yeah. of the bible mm-hmm. but yeah. some not really that yeah. important so you can i guess yeah you have to just go back and really analyze okay what was important for us to let go of and what wasn't for example um for m- for me, in my opinion, um, communicating with the dead <laughs> yeah. is something that I would. Uh, I think we could let that go. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's yeah. actually something we 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 need to talk about because um, <clears throat> it's something that I see Christians doing all the time. Christians in Zimbabwe, um, you will see a Christian in Zimbabwe, a relative dies, and um, they do the ceremony. Mm. To me, it doesn't make sense. I don't mean to offend anyone, but if you were a Christian um, and, you know, you follow the Bible and you understand what what it, what what being Christian means, mm. it's difficult. I understand why they do it. I understand um, how difficult it is to just kind of switch traditions yeah. like overnight. Mm. But for you to still knowingly do something that's not in Christian doctrine and still call yourself Christian, it's... it's it brings confusion not only to yourself but to society, mm. you know. Because basically, um, so Shana traditional religion 
it's pretty much the it's pretty much like Christianity. Where it really differs is um, the view on the afterlife and what happens when someone dies. Yeah. So, um, so that in 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 Shana traditional religion, when someone dies, you have to kind of um, invite them back into your home to protect you because they believe that there's um, a realm of the spirit that lives within us. We can't see them, but they participate in our day-to-day lives, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when they die, um, the whole ceremony has to happen so that you can invite them into your home again peacefully, mm-hmm. right? Um that that's something that wouldn't make sense um, in a Christian perspective because yeah. um, Christians believe that once someone has died, they um, wait for the second coming yeah. or um, <coughs> ju- judgment day, mm-hmm. right? And so the two can't the two can't happen coexist, together. They yeah. can't coexist, and um, the same is happening. It's that's just one example, and another example is happening with um, polygamous men and women in this country. Um, a polygamous Christian, in essence, doesn't really make sense. And so yeah. I wouldn't want to judge anyone, of course, but I do think that anyone who's in that sort of situation really does need to sit down and think about which which side it is they want to follow, which full doctrine, full doctrine they want to embrace. Mm. Because um, I don't think it's fair for someone like that to call themselves a Christian or call themselves um, someone who's an African traditionalist, because you're not. Mm-hmm. And so a, a sort of syncretist religion has evolved mm. where people are amalgamating the two different practices and... I don't know what do we call that. This what we call it. You know, if I can touch on that, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest issues right now in mm-hmm. this country and probably elsewhere in Africa. Um, and it's really just, uh, to me, it comes down to these are what I'd call cultural c- Christians, they're like nominal Christians. Mm-hmm. They 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 are Christian in name, but they truly don't understand what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if I can go into the Bible, Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. Mm-hmm. Behold, all things have become new." Mm-hmm. They they're failing to understand that that once you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You 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 can no longer um, be doing those things that you were doing before that. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, you know, like some of those traditions. Um, and I think that's just um, that's confusion. That's lack of knowledge of who you are. You know, Jesus also says in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if you understand those basic two verses, you can't continue combining your your former traditions mm-hmm. with what, what you're now doing in Christianity. And, um, and I think that's a problem. And I, I don't like it because I think it's given a very bad, um, how can I put it, image of when people think of Christians, they'll think of examples like some of what you're saying, you know, and it's unfortunate, but I think it's just lack of knowledge. Um, and I think the true gospel needs to be preached more and more so people understand what is the true gospel? What is the, the what is the true relationship with God? When you say a Christian, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. This country purports to be 80% Christian. I can tell you it's not. Yeah, it's probably 10, 15%. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest is these syncretic kind of religions that you're talking about. And mm-hmm. people do it for their convenience. It, you know, if you love women, it, it's cool to say, ah, polygamy. You know, it happened in the Old Testament. It's our culture. You know, Solomon had whatever. You know, oh, it's our culture and yeah. stuff like that, you know. And uh, unfortunately, no, that's, that's totally not within what an, uh, a born-again um, Christianity is about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll take a piece from what both of you are saying that I'm finding uh, very, very useful, important, mm. and that is knowledge and truth. And mm. I think those are vital. Yep. You, you do need to 
find the truth because there can only be one yeah that's, that's it the, that's, that's the nature of that's truth that's a whole separate issue though because <laughs> now truth is being pushed especially well starting in the west that it's relative man that's mm-hmm. the, you have your own and truth and that's a problem that's, that's the problem my own truth yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. That, that I think is follow your truth yeah. is just a, a, a whole big lie really I listen to a lot of apologetics mm-hmm. and um and they talk a lot about how you've got your theism, your pantheism, mm-hmm. your yeah. agnostics, your atheists, all of mm-hmm. all those very different world views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all believe they're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the truth is really only one can be. Mm-hmm. The thing is you've got to take the time to find what that is. I like what you're saying about investigating the past, investigating these beliefs and these faiths mm-hmm. and our yeah. traditions. Yeah. A lot of us are too scared to even look. Yeah. to even yeah. know for sure yeah. 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 So, especially the younger people yeah so of course you're going to get confused of course you're going to mix things because yeah. you don't know whatever yeah. side you choose to be on yeah. no because yeah. some people are just swallowing what know. was given to them and they're not yes. yeah. let's look at it what it would be a safe way for someone to uh, investigate and uh, you know <laughs> to one of these ceremonies and insert myself into the situation. <laughs> I, oh, is that really a wise thing to do? I think this day and age, we are way different from 60 years ago. Mm. We do live in the communication age and there is literally almost nothing you can't find while sitting at home. Read almost. A book. Yeah. On the internet. Nothing. <laughs> Read a book on the internet. Yeah. yeah the few uh, the extra things you can go, but you will have gotten a basic knowledge. Mm. Yeah. You can, if you wanted, you can open and read the whole Quran from home if you mm. really wanted yeah. to. Yeah. You yeah. might have to yeah. learn the language, yeah. but yeah. you can do it. Yeah. From home. So, yeah. I don't think, I think we're now in this convenience world where we like things. That's it. You mm. pick here, you pick there, you mix it up. Like yeah. it, yeah. We're, mm. we're enjoying it. It's a guilty pleasure. Mm. We but actually prefer it. Yeah. You, you did touch on something really important, um, where the fear of experimenting or knowing what what the other religion is comes from. Because um, I, I know a lot of people who go through it, you know, they are Christians, but they also want to know what it is that other people do. But... Um, there's this kind of warped idea of Christianity that they've learned that if you try to, if you search for knowledge, you might stumble into the devil. You might mm-hmm. stumble into what's wrong. You might, um, by by questioning Christianity, you are, you know, submitting yourself to the devil, submitting yourself to evil, submitting yourself opening to a opening a door. Um, I think, <laughs> I think that's where. Um, that's where you, you need to know yourself and you need to know why it is that you are looking for whatever you're looking for, why it is you're making an effort um, to find yourself. Because mm. then, you know, you don't need to fear those things. You don't need to fear what you've been told. So now we find ourselves in a place where we've realized that looking back and taking everything that was done in the past may not be practical moving forward. So how would we as what century are you in? 21st. 21st. <laughs> 21st <Yeah>. century. <laughs> Just think of Fox. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. How do we as 21st century Africans shape the culture that is right now, not without taking all the unnecessary stuff that we had back in the day that is no longer applicable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was just going to say that um, if you are doing good, if you are... Um, Christian, I mean African by birth or by descent, and you are embracing moral good. That's enough. 
Mm. That's culture <clears throat> enough. You don't have to start looking for things that are irrelevant. Because quite frankly, things that n- are no longer practiced that you want to adopt simply because you've read them are irrelevant. Mm. So simply by being um, a person born of the continent or is a descendant of the continent and understanding moral good and doing good for you know the human race, that's enough. That's how we move forward. That's your identity. Look, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll answer from a, from a Christian perspective uh, because I think that's, that's where I'm best placed to, to answer. Um, it's, it's, it's not an easy place to be in, but I think we have to find our identity in Christ and realize that when you're born again, that is where identity starts. Um, and to me, it solves a whole lot of problems because I think what you have to do is, you know, basically you're, you're, it's a lifestyle, right? Um, you know, you, to me, you have to ask yourself, okay, is the way I'm, I don't know, expressing myself, behaving, talking, acting, whatever I'm doing, does it conform to the Word of God or does it not? Um, because that, it's as simple as that. Um, I'm just trying to find find a verse that I can... Uh, yeah, okay, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, to me, as long as you can answer, as a Christian, is what I'm doing good and acceptable and the perfect will of God, if you can answer that, and I mean, I think you need to pray on it, the Holy Spirit guiding you, if you can answer that, then whatever you're doing, if it's acceptable to God, acceptable to God, then that's fine. Um, you know, in a nutshell, that's how I would say, I think the rest comes out of that. It has to flow out of that. Um, that's, yeah, that's, I think, what, what I'd say. Can I ask you guys, um, what is your view on kingdom culture? I'm sure you've heard that phrase here and there. <laughs> Uh, I, I haven't. haven't heard, I, ha- I haven't heard it. What, what uh, is it? Yeah. A lot of churches believe in a sort of kingdom culture, mm. which is to say, no, it's not West, it's not African, it's not Egyptian, it's mm. not Asian. Right. It's the culture of the kingdom of God. Right. And people who are born of the kingdom of God. Right. So it's trying to actually have a culture that is biblically based. Okay. Now, of course, I can go deeper into my own perspectives on that. But I think in a nutshell, that is what kingdom culture is. And some churches uh, promote being of a kingdom culture rather than of any particular culture here on earth. Yeah. Okay. Sounds interesting. I'm not sure how that does that manifest. Like, for example, how would I see somebody doing something? Then I'd be like, okay. That's kingdom culture, you know. This, I, I, don't I guess know. to to go on from what you just said, um, mm. the kingdom culture for an, an example would yeah. be um, love thy neighbor as thyself. Right. That would be classified as something that ought oh, to be within okay. kingdom culture. All right. So if you're doing anything that is not like that, like saying, "Ah, you stole my toothbrush, therefore I shall take yours." Yeah. That yeah. is yeah. not kingdom culture. Right. You're, you're doing an eye for an eye. It's no longer kingdom culture. Right. So. Uh, it can be problematic because uh. then obviously you would have to have a whole, have a whole discussion with someone about Kurua Gua and like, <laughs> kingdom yeah. culture, not kingdom culture, yeah. all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. I was, I was, I was actually goes. getting a bit confused because um, when you put it like that, it makes sense. But yeah. initially, um, what I had understood of kingdom culture was basically um, the culture biblical characters followed. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. not that at all. That <laughs> would be crazy. That's, that's Hebrew. Well, there are some people trying yeah. that, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I won't mention yeah. names I, I, I'll also of the say, yeah, there, are, there are some some people who do. So, it, so, do so, so, biscuit. I think just from what I'm understanding I, of what you said, I mean, I think to me that's just another word for doing the word, which to me yeah. is fine. If you're doing the word and you're practicing the word, that is great. That is what we call to do. Mm. You know, 
um, you know, if people, but you know, yeah, people don't, mustn't get too caught up in, you know, I think, you know, the naming and naming. whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it's a type of behavior mentality. Then that's fine if it's according to the word. I think that's okay. Thank you guys so much. For Thank you. Joining us and trying to unpack this multi-layered topic that yeah. we're discussing. Thank, Thank you for absolutely. having us. Tana. Thank you for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Shingi. And uh, yeah, we'll have you back for part two. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Great. <laughs> if there is All right. One. So, this is Radiant Culture. My name is T Mac. I'm Biscuit. I'm rolling uh, with the whole car. Still in this. <laughs> I'm still in the back seat. Okay, yeah. I'm in the booth. So, Ask the officer to check for a serviceable spare tire. I'm there. (laughs) Contribute to our discussion. We have a Facebook page. It's Radiant Culture on Facebook. On Twitter, it's at Radiant Culture. And our email address is radiantatthehub.co.zw. So send in your contributions, your questions, and just stay in touch with us. Awesome. All right. Keep it funky. Peace. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.